The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Hey, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's a, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's ago. like, he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, that listen, I listen to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, hey, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy? <laughs> Not ever, because he's trying too hard, man. Something's up. So tune in and don't miss out on the Video Game Connection podcast. Now a video podcast. Peace out. You're listening to the Video Game Connection. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Mysterio has left Monday Night Raw. Dominic has finally figured out what we knew decades ago, that that deadbeat dad, Rey Mysterio, is one of the worst human beings on the planet. He wears a mask because he is ashamed of himself. But that void, 
That void has created the greatest trade since the Bambino came to the Bronx. And I'm talking about this. So I want you, ladies and gentlemen, get on your sweat hog feet. Put your little fat, chubby redneck hands together and welcome the greatest addition to Monday Night Raw in history. And that is Mr. Baron Corbin. Wow. Wow. Wow, JPL, thank you. Rey Mysterio out to SmackDown. Baron Corbin in on Raw. This is a star that would be a champion in any generation. So I want you to remember these words. I want you to write it down and I want you to etch it in stone. Today starts the Monday Night Raw emergence of the modern-day wrestling god. You know, maybe I need to remind everyone here that I'm the one who started this stupid little club. So don't forget, I made you guys, and I will break you guys. That's why we're here to challenge you clowns to a match. Whoa, but don't get excited, don't get excited. I'm not talking about tonight. No, no, no. The OC versus the Judgment Day at the Crown Jewel. First of all, we accept. Second, let's do this right here, right now. That is, unless you three boys have to ask your mother for permission. How dare you say you that? You shut your mouth, AJ. Unless you want to be like my dad and go running over to the other brand with your tail between your legs because you can't hang with the Judgment Day. The former United States champion, Bobby Lashley, he promised me that I was next in line for a championship opportunity. Hey, I, I get it, Th things change. Champions change. But my challenge remains the same. I want to fight you and I want to fight for that United States Championship. <laughs> I got a question for you. Do I look like Bobby Lashley? Sorry, pal, you're gonna have to get to the back of the line. You see, I've gotta focus on Riddle tonight. So look, here's what we can do. You got two options. You can stay out here. You can party with all of us, celebrate your new champion. Or you can uh, skedaddle your way out of my ring. Because <laughs> you don't belong in this ring with me. <laughs> nah, 
No, it's not going down like that. You might be Seth freaking Rollins, but right now what you are staring at is your next freaking problem. Lorray is legal for her team, but now EO Sky makes the tag. Here comes Dakota Kai, two on one, inside the ring, with Bianca Belair down and out by the announce desk. Look at this double team incoming by Sky and Kai. Devastating. Cover. Victory for the tag champions. First move. This is Lenny Arango doing his best to maintain order. No easy feat, but now Styles. Solo out. Oh. And the official tied up on the outside. Shoulders down. Dominic for the win. Oh, he's got it. Ziggler was lining up a super kick. Corbin sensed it coming. Oh. Ball game. There it is. Count to 100. Days. End of days. Corey, it's great to see you. Oh, what is. It's the Miz. How brave. They were supposed to go one on one. Miz is destroying Dexter Lewis with a steel chair. The stipulation was clear. Something Miz signed up for. He, he agreed to this. Now, listen, normally I would come out here, I would start playing a song on the guitar and do that, but I wanted to do something special for Oklahoma City tonight. So I've written a song. This one, it's straight from the heart, straight from my soul, and I wanted to play it on the keys. But I get a little emotional doing this one. So I just ask that you silence your cell phones and hold your applause until after I'm done. I, I, I don't want to get choked up, but here I go. Bro. I've never been so happy oh, to see Matt Riddle in my on. entire life. Listen, listen, you, you came out here, man. Now, you got a big match coming up next. So I'll tell you what, I, how about you take a front row seat, you sit right here with your bongos. I got a special song for Oklahoma City. It's gonna put everybody in a great mood. Why don't you take a seat? We're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna play this song. Hey, do you think one day maybe we could play together? I promise you, right now, in front of the entire world, one day, me and you will play together. Yes! You're the best, bro. All right, take a seat. Thank you. I'll take my seat. Hey, and if you need anything, bro, anything, I'm right here. Don't hesitate. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
looking for the orchid. Oh, Elias, what are you? He's into no. it. Stop! Stop! Rollins, Rollins to retain! Rollins to retain! Rollins is going to end this once and for all. Oh, Mustafa Ali! Where did he come from? Ali promised to be Rollins' new problem. He certainly has the problem as of right now. What up? Oh! Ali delivering on his promise to be a, a disruptor, a new problem for the United States champion. This is gonna get ugly in a hurry. Lesnar bringing the fight to the almighty Bobby Lashley, and Lashley is down. Two animalistic alpha males that won't give an inch, kicking off Monday Night Raw. Not, not out here, Brock. Oh! Lesnar face first into the post. Oh, Lashley! Scary Lesnar! Oh, wait a second, he's not. Look up, Bobby! Another spear right across the announce desk. These two behemoths are trying to destroy one another. Lashley just all over Brock Lesnar as we speak. As a brave soul trying to separate these two beings. For the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world, we're 
and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. Hello everyone and welcome to the PwC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host is back. He's always in the in the saddle with me, pretty much on every other show. Evil Dose, Doctor Jeff Lipman. What's cracking, man? Welcome back to the Machismo. We like the Rock and Roll uh, Express. We can't get a, get rid of each other. We can't. We can't. And we're on the other side of the planet for crying out loud, <laughs> both of us. But that's all right, man. I'm on one end of the pond, you're on the other side, but we're here to talk fucking WWE, and more particularly, WWE Raw. And I'm not going to lie, Raw is war. I'm not going to lie, I didn't mind Raw once again this past week, man. Except, I know why you were, you were angry. The, the second half of the show was just meh. Yeah. Um, Raw started out good, uh, and the rest of the show I thought was meh, and it went downhill from there, so meh became blah. And blah became, what the fuck am I doing with myself? 
unfortunately, Raw kind of does that to you, man. Because when you have to sit there for three fucking hours watching all that shit, it can get to you. Sometimes I'm just hanging. And when I say hanging, I'm talking about hanging for it just to end. I just want to stop watching. It also got me thinking. I mean, you know, first of all, you probably your two biggest stars on the show. I know there's some people who will say Seth Rollins. I don't think of Seth Rollins as a star. I think of Seth Rollins as a guy who's going to give a good match and you can plug into any position. But oh. I view him like, you know, like a younger Dolph Ziggler. Anyway, people can disagree on that. I don't think The Miz is a star. I think The Miz is because as a comedy character. But your two biggest stars to me are Brock Lesnar, who just came back, who really you don't associate with Raw, Raw and Bobby Lashley. And that segment was right in the beginning. It was awesome. But then as you watch the show, all I'm thinking is, well, they just, you know, SmackDown now has Cross. Roman really spends most of his time on SmackDown. Now he's got Sammy and, and Sokoa in the bloodline, which is more interesting. Braun Strowman's over there. It looks like maybe Omos is there sometimes. Bray Wyatt's going to go over there with whatever the Wyatt Six is. Uh, hmm. and, and I feel like, and and what do we get on Raw? The Garganos? Elias is back? Cody's out? <laughs> I mean... Is are they going to give Raw Rick Boogs when he when he recovers? Oh, <laughs> I mean, forgot all about Boogs. I mean, what, what, what's what, what's to be excited about with Raw? And you know, is it just judgment judgment control? Just called the Judgment Control Show. <laughs> it's mostly Judgment Day and Damage Control. Anyway, but it started off good. So why don't you start off with the hype? Well, before I do do that, I just want to say I think Seth Rollins a bit better than a fucking good hand. Jeff and I'll and I'll even say he's one of the stars, not not only in WWE but on Raw every week, dude. Come on. If he never wrestled again, I wouldn't care. I I actually he annoys the fuck out of me. He always has, and not in the way like, wow, that's a heel I want to see get beat up. No, I I hear his voice and it's like a teacher scratching the nails on the black. His character. He was like, he's so creative. It's the same fucking character the whole time. He just wears different clothes. Maybe he adds a laugh or something. But yeah, it's still the same guy who's with the authority. John. John. Yeah, I remember that. That was annoying. John. <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah. He, he sucks. Joey Nunn oh, just backs wow. me up on this one. He's Seth Rollins. I'm all set with Seth Oh man, I guess we can agree to disagree on that one, man. But uh, you, you and Steve uh, can go into your your spooning love cuddle over Seth Rollins. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not his fucking biggest fan. Don't get me wrong, but You're like, his fan. no, 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 I'm not his biggest fan. But I am a fan, and I do enjoy his work. You know what I mean? He makes me laugh the second he comes through the curtain every every week. He brings a smile to my face just by how ridiculous he looks week in week out. He makes me so. Yeah, I, I like look I, the outfit. Okay, it's good. Usually he has one good line surrounded by eleven minutes of agony. <laughs> ah man, you're harsh, man. You're very I harsh. Him. But it... I hate him, and I hate everyone. Riddle, who I loved, I hate now. Riddle comes out, I what? grow on him. Just like no, bro. To get Riddle off my screen because I know he's going to interact with Seth Rollins. Do you want to play with my bong? Do you want to have a hit with my bong? Exactly. <laughs> that was funny, bro. bro Hot joke. Okay, terrific. <laughs> Come on, man. He had the bongos. You know, he's asking Elias to have a hit of his bong. 
I got it. This is up there with like stupid. Flip flops off and like birds come out of his feet. <laughs> and kangaroos and giraffes, crickets, you name it. It's still supposed to be a blood feud, but now he's all jokey with the bongos. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay. That I, I agree with. I, I was thinking, why the fuck is he doing that? And why would he be so excited for Elias? And, you know, programming for 13-year-old shit. Yeah, it's just typical stoner shit. That's what it really is, man. That's, like that's stoner shit. Half-baked is a classic. Oh, of course. Absolutely. If Not to mention Chich and Chong. Stoners. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Well, heck, I'm a stoner, and I don't sit there going, Yo, Jeff, dude. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, you love Seth Rollins, so obviously Seth Rollins is for stoners. We figured it out. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Jeff, I'm going to ignore that. I'll pretend I didn't even hear that. But you, let's get into it. I'm a stoner. <laughs> well, you know I am, so fucking Fine, hell. So, I don't, so why are you pretending you didn't hear? I'm just parroting you. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. God damn it. Well, anyway... WWE Monday Night Raw comes waltzing back into our lives tonight. Well, not tonight, but two nights ago from the Paycom Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, featuring all the latest build to the upcoming Crown Jewel event scheduled for early next month in Saudi Arabia. And we kick off with Bobby Lashley in the fucking, in the ring. The show opens up literally with Bobby Lashley on the mic. He's pacing around and to... <laughs> First of all, before I, I, I go more into it, I, I'm loving the fact that it started off with Lashley like that. It just set the tone. Unfortunately, later on, it kind of plateaus, if you know what I'm saying. I like and, also, I'm not crazy about the fact that they sort of started with a similar thing on Friday for SmackDown than on Raw. I would rather they space these things out. So it's always something they do for a little bit, forget about it, come back to it. I'd rather these things get spaced out. But... That, that's a nitpick. Maybe maybe they'll maybe they will going forward. But you know, I, I I like this to be a surprise. I don't want it to be the thing every single. Time. I feel yeah. Well, anyway, he's pacing around the ring and he calls Brock Lesnar out. Lesnar's here and he meets Lashley in the aisle and slams him into the ring post. Fireman's carry, but but Lashley slips out and puts Brock face first into the post before spearing him through the timekeeper's barricade. Referees and road agents pull Lashley back, but he gets away and spears Lesnar a second time, putting him through the announce desk and leaving him lying to send us to the break. And what a fucking start. I mean, I was surprised that they gave Lashley that much on Lesnar, to be fair. That was great. And and, and by the way, I, I love this. And there was a cushy dude, Jeff, because it's two cartoon superhero big muscle guys. Yeah, that's part of it, guilty. But it's also because Rocket, Lashley's been wanting to get at Brock for a long time. He has a win over Brock, but it wasn't really exactly a clean win, and it wasn't exactly the same iteration of Lashley that we see now. And then last week, Brock came in, embarrassed him by bopping him on the head with the microphone, distracting him, <laughs> and then putting him into the F5. So this is how a blood feud should be. Lashley should be like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. And then Brock comes in and kills him first, and, and Lashley's like, I don't care what you do. I'm, I'm a man of iron today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that this is my cage now. And, and that's what he did, and and it's the exact opposite of the way Riddle and Rollins react. They're, they're both clowns of a different color. <laughs> Meaning Jeez. Riddle and Rollins. Like Riddle is the 
funny story. Walking like this sort of thing. Diabolical psychological warfare class. Whoa. Bro. Don't do that. Because if WWE ever hear you say that, you know damn well they're going to team them up and they're going to be doing that. I have the tag team name. Whoa. What is it? Oh no, the Brahinas? Yeah, for for broke hyenas. I know, I get it, I get it, Jeff. I get it. I know what what you meant, but you calling Seth Rollins the hyena? Well, how about Brolins? <laughs> Seth freaking Brolins. That's right. The freaking oh. Brolinses. That's that's oh, the name. Oh, freaking bro. It's a, that's it's a it. nightmare. It's that's a done. The freaking Brolins. One hundred percent. That's what WWE would go for. Something as ridiculous sounding as that. Mark my words. That would have been a Vince thing, like with Wesley and, and Trey Miguel or whatever. Who's your guy, Nash Carter? If they're sitting around with the bong and you say, like Chin Chong scenes. But it's Seth and fucking and uh, right. Matthew. <laughs> just the same words, except it's, it's Riddle and Rollins. Oh, God. Can you picture them? If they were doing vignettes on them two walking down the street together, if they were, like, friends suddenly? That's that's, can, that's the only way, though, that, that I could get by. I can, picture, I can picture, you know, Rollins walking like this sort of thing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and Riddle <laughs> These bongos. Oh, no, and they're walking down the street like, bro, look at that, bro. Like, <laughs> each being each being pimpalicious in their own way. Oh fuck! One hey, being like a sixties pimp, the other one being like a seventies <laughs> pimp. But but Rollins needs to be the one with the cane. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, like yeah, you know, like Riddle would have, like have like a headband and like a, a, a cultural appropriation, like Native American vest with the with a tie dye <laughs> under, or one of those you know hemp hoodies on with the stripes of Grateful Dead stuff and like uh, the kanga pants like the muscle pants but they'd be tie-dye and he'd have oh, boy. and Seth would be like a, bit, a big hat big furry collar <laughs> long shirt you know purple it's ostentation we walk in there like so he's like, like a uh, pink panther pretty much huggy <laughs> bear fuck me right, he's like hey, hey, hey. Girls. hey babes <laughs> <laughs> you like what you see huh <laughs> Let's just get with it. I, I, I'm the one that's, that's driving this truck right over a cliff. Stop. When I laugh too much, I choke. And you're making I'm me choke. Sorry, I'm too entertaining. That was funny. I must admit, because I could picture it. I mean, you weren't wrong. I mean, honestly. It's too bad most people hear this and don't see it. I'm not saying because we're good looking or anything, but I think this, this, was, this has been very much a visual exercise. Oh, yeah. No, you... you, you laid it out perfectly to the point where I literally pictured it like that's what made it even funnier yeah, especially when you're doing the walk thing like that I could say picturing but with a cane needs a cane in front while doing that you know what I mean yeah, absolutely yeah it would be fucking funny I won't lie he'll probably get over too but it is what it is Guaranteed. oh man but anyway let's move on because we can talk about that all night uh, we come back from a commercial we get a recap of what we just saw because Roy is three hours long you know so mm-hmm. we need recaps and then we get Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis versus the OC in Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. In other words, the Good Brothers. And they are starting to call them the Good Brothers now, if you've noticed. 
Sure, why not? It's the OC when AJ is in the match with them, but separately they're they're the good brothers. And uh, you'll find it funny. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but on NXT when they're fucking partners with what's his name? To the moon. I forgot his name suddenly. Yeah, I'm gonna get to NXT. I'll. I'll, I'll <laughs> it's fucking funny. Believe me, I'll be done. I'll be done with it before you're ready to do a conflict. I'm ready, bro. I've already watched it, so I'm. I'm left. waiting for you. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I still have to watch NXT. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah. So basically, we get uh, it's Gallows and Anson ends up winning the match by pinfall with a magic killer on Chad Gable, and yeah, I mean, not much to say other than. Typical fucking OC match. Post-match, though, we get the Judgment Day make their entrance. Finn Balor throws up the two sweet and says it's the same old crap. And Damian Priest says they are they, these boys are crazy and that all three of them think they are accomplished something great last week, but they stopped giving a damn about them a long time ago and the only thing they did is guaranteed they're going to get cooked by Judgment Day. Balor reminds us he's the one that started their stupid little club. <laughs> which is kind of funny and he'll break them just as he made them he challenges them to a match but not tonight no at crown jewel instead styles accepts the match and says he doesn't understand why everyone does this because this is monday night raw and they can do it right here right now uh that is unless they have to ask their mother for permission who very very kitty jokey there mm-hmm. uh dominic then tells aj to shut his mouth unless he wants to be like his dad and run away to the other brand with his tail between his legs. Styles then calls out Dominic a little punk. And since he wants to run his mouth, they can have a singles match and handle business. Rhea Ripley then accepts for Mysterio and goes him into bragging about how he's going to rip Styles limb from limb. AJ calls him to the ring, but Dom points out he doesn't have his gear on and he's not taped up. But when he's ready, he'll mop the floor with him in about an hour or so. AJ tells him to take his time and get ready. And then he'll do what his dad should have done and beat the piss out of him and it'll be too sweet. <laughs> and then we go to a break. What do you think of the segment? Um, I think it's sort of silly that they make fun of how unimportant you know, Bullet Club is and then remind them that, that Finn started Bullet Club and they're talking about how silly Bullet Club is when the whole story of the last few weeks was Finn trying to remind AJ that of their bullet club days and how they're fun. So it's like, it's like, whoop, it's like a cult. You change your mind right away. Anyway, that's not that big, a, big a deal. Um, I sort of liked how Dominic was parroting everything that Rhea says. Um, but I feel like this whole thing has lost heat without Ray there. Ray, Ray was the, the heat that made this thing boil. And this is, this is just another feud. So I think this is going to fizzle fast. But I did like, I very much appreciate that I'll see you in an hour or so. I mean, I, I just I just like the sort of the vague cavalierness of it. It's like, yeah, I'll get you. I'll be ready in an hour or so. It's like, or so. That's just a, as a matter of know, fact, too. I don't too. know why that had a lasting impact on me, but I like, that, that's how real people talk. It's like, not in an hour. And it's because in, in kayfabe, you're not supposed to know how long matches are going to take and what's going to happen because anything can happen on Raw, so... An hour or so really is, or later tonight, but I, I don't know. I, I just like an hour or so. I'm going on and on about waxing poetically about two words. An, an hour or so. Yes, right. Jeff has got a hard on for an hour or so. That doesn't sound right. Oh, 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 here we go. It's knocking things, folks. Anyway, um, 
I will give you credit though, actually, Jeff. I thought when you said last week, sometime last week on one of it's either this show or the Smack Talk show, that they're just gonna get rid of Rey Mysterio and send him to SmackDown and pretend nothing's happened pretty much and just keep him separated. Well, it does look like they're going that way. I don't think they are gonna clash again. And if that's the case, and if that's Triple H's way of trying to like get out of this shit, like you said. Well, I'm a little disappointed. I don't, I don't like that they've done that. I think that's just silly because, let's be real, these guys can just turn up on SmackDown if they choose to, right? They could, and you'd, you'd think they would to be them down. I mean, they, they showed up at NXT, right? Um, yeah, they did, absolutely. They were over too, bro, like over like Rover on NXT. They were chanting yeah, Judgment the Day. The crowd is, you know, they're, they're excited to see anyone new. But um, uh, I... Again, I will say this for the thousandth time. If they want this Don Rhea thing to work, they have to go full-on gimp, full-on submission. Put You put him in a gimp mask, you put him in the demolition outfit, she she drags him around by a leash, and he asks for her for permission for everything and looks to her for everything. Almost like Paul Heyman is with, with Roman Reigns, right, but, right. but even more exaggerated and cartoony. Like, he's always looking <laughs> at her to, to, before he does anything. And that, I think, could possibly make this work. I don't really know what else could. Um, because otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, you know, last night we had pretty good promos. Some people are calling them great promos between dueling promos between MJF and William Regal. And it was basically a contrast in what's earning your dues, what's paying your dues, you know. Mm, uh, absolutely. William Regal's old way, MJF the way he's done it recently. In the backdrop of all the the... Uh, scrum in AW is sort of this generational divide between the CM Punks of the world and the Adam Pages of the world. You know, what what makes you a real man kind of thing. And the whole time I'm looking at Dominic, I'm thinking if Dominic was standing in the ring with MJF and William Regal while they were doing that promo, they instead of an exchange, they would both turn slightly their heads to, to the left or to the right, respectively, look at Dominic, look at each other, nod, and they would both beat the shit out of him at the same time because he's done nothing. He's put, I mean, I, I'm for nepotism. I'm all for it. I wish I could benefit from nepotism more directly. Um, oh, my God. But you also have to put the work in. When you when you benefit from nepotism, you have, you have to work as hard or harder as anyone else, but at least as hard as anyone else. Dominic clearly doesn't put any attention on his his body has not changed at all in five years in any way and and between the ages of 20 and 25 you can change your body substantially oh absolutely he doesn't have access to money and training techniques and strength coaches and peds that are over, <laughs> oversaw by a doctor not 1980 style where you kill yourself um right anyway he's I, I just think he's a disgrace. <laughs> Fuck. Um, again, I, I'm not a fan of his, so I'm not going to... Let's not get it twisted. But I don't think he's that bad. Yeah, he looks... Like, when he wrestles, I can't stand it. I hate what he wears. Like, his tights suck. Change the look up. Like you said, go and do some fucking weights, man. Get a body going on. Especially, like, right now, he's at his physical peak in terms of like you know conditioning in terms of fitness in terms of even transitioning into a great body now is the time to do it at that age at 25 he should be working his ass off 
Unfortunately, he's not for whatever reason. This is worse but... than Greg Gagne, and this is worse than when Fritz got down to Mike and Chris Von Erich, who clearly didn't want to wrestle and, and looked like Spike Dudley. <laughs> but I will say this about him. I think he handles the heat pretty well, I think, right? I think psychology is not too bad, like psychologically, like in terms of psychology and wrestling, he, he kind of understands it, right? But at the same time, I hate the fact that uh, Corey Graves keeps, you know, alluding that him and uh, and Rhea Ripley are basically fucking. When I don't even get that vibe off the two of them. To no, be fair, I, I got more of a vibe of Rhea Ripley fucking Roxanne Perez when, when she <laughs> yeah. was on NXT. Oh my god, bro! And especially what she was wearing too. I was like, what the fuck are they? Well, that I mean, they're making this some... She was doing it from behind, dude. <laughs> and she looked. She turned to the camera as she did, as she did that and gave a smile. And I'm like, look at this bitch. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, no I, I shame at all. Of that. I haven't seen the match yet. But the still, I was like, hmm. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Hey, man. She's a fucking glamazon right now. She's she's big, dude. Like, she looks mm-hmm. bigger than ever, like, right now. Right. And Who, I mean that in a good way. Than... Uh, she's younger than Dominic. All right. And, <laughs> she, and, and who does she seem to have more testosterone than? Fair call. <laughs> more than Dominique, it seems. Right. And, and aren't men supposed to have more testosterone? Women supposed to have more estrogen? Apparently. <laughs> Do you think That's she's on any PEDs, though, actually, Jeff? Uh, no, I think that she's uh, done it all. I don't know. I mean, look at Buddy Matthews. Chances are strong. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, true. No, you're right. You're right. Even though they got PEDs different... in the 2020s isn't the same as 1987. I mean, you get prescribed, you can have doctor oversight, you know, and then it's it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, although Buddy, I feel like he's he's got a very, I think he's got just great genetics though, naturally. You could tell, like, I'm sure he's on the roids, but don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, all of them. You'd have to, right? Yeah. But even without him, I think he would have a pretty decent body though. Genetics help. I mean, no, no doubt sure. about that. Absolutely, definitely. Well, anyway, let's move on because we'll talk about that once uh, we talk uh, NXT later on. But next, it's your favorite guy once again. You know who it is, right? Burn it down, <laughs> Jeff. It's your boy, <laughs> John. <laughs> it's Seth Rollins. Makes his entrance and gets on the mic. He welcomes the crowd to Monday Night Rollins and reintroduces himself as the United States champion. He tells the haters, he's looking at you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who counted him out and they can kiss his big beautiful red behind I kind of popped to that but for all the fine folks who have always had his back and never counted him out he asked him to do what they've always done and sing his song uh, everyone starts doing it they do he conducts the crowd for a few bars before saying tonight is historic because it's the first defense in what will undoubtedly be the greatest United States championship reign of all time and in the main event Yes. Yeah, don't. Don't say that. (laughs) Uh, The greatest United States Championship reign of all time. And the main event tonight, he's going to wipe this mat with Matt Riddle's face. And in doing so, he's going to clear up a bit of miscommunication. That was Extreme Rules. He admits that he tapped when Riddle had him in the triangle sleeper. But that was a strategic move because he knew he had to be in the best possible condition to beat Lashley and win the title. And apparently he did it for all of us, Jeff. Kind. That was nice of him. Very nice of him. 
Absolutely. But enter Mustafa Ali, or is it Mustafa Ali? He's on the mic and says he was waiting for Seth to shout his boy, Brock Lesnar, out for the assist. But if he's not going to mention it, he's not going to push it. But the previous champion promised him he was next in line, and he gets it. Things change. Champions change. But this challenge remains the same. He wants to fight for the United States Championship. Roland then crackles, uh, cackles, <laughs> about it and asks if he looks like Bobby Lashley, which is kind of funny, before <laughs> telling Mustafa he has to go to the back of the line, bitch. He's got two options. He can stay match. out here. Win a match. True. He can stay out here and party with everybody and celebrate with the new champion or he can skedaddle his way out of the ring because he doesn't belong in this ring with Seth. That's true. true. Ali then plucks Roland's sunglasses off his head and throws them away, saying it's not going down like that. And he may be Seth freaking Rollins, but he's he's staring at his next freaking problem. And he's not going anywhere, and he's not backing down, and he wants to fight. Seth says he appreciates what he's trying to do, and he likes and respects him. and says he's one of the best performers in WWE, but he's an even better human being. He sees what he does to help the young guys out in the back. He's a great friend and a great father. And Rollins then blindsides him and beats him down to the floor. Mustafa then powers up and attacks Rollins, but gets caught and thrown face first into the ring post as Seth leaves Ali withering on the floor. And then we see Bradshaw's friggin' limo turn up. But anyway. What uh, what is in the back? Yeah, yeah, I know. What young guys in the back? And second of all, do you like what they're trying to do here with uh, Ali? I don't like anything with Ali except when he gets beat up, so. Fair call, but I just don't like, like, suddenly, what is he, some smart-ass fucking guy who thinks he can beat up anybody, but really he can't? I don't know. Like I said, win a match. Win a match. You were going to be in the tag team with Cedric. You lost. You come out, you lose. You, You challenge the champion, he loses. So then you challenge the next guy, and he correctly points out, I didn't say anything. And you go win some matches. So I'm with, I'm with uh, Seth Rollins on this one. And we've all heard the last seven hours about how I feel about Seth mm-hmm. Rollins. So I'm, I'm firmly with Seth Rollins on this one. Ali hasn't done anything to deserve it. I think Ali is a zero. Uh, I think he's a zero because of his size. I think he's a zero uh, with his charisma. He can talk a little bit, but he never says anything that seems to resonate Nobody gives a fuck about him. The crowd doesn't pop when he comes out as a heel. Doesn't pop out when he comes out as a face. Didn't come. Didn't pop with retribution. It didn't pop after retribution. It didn't pop with Mansoor. It didn't pop with Ricochet. It didn't work with Cedric. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what the, what they can do with this guy. I, I frankly, I would have I would have freed him as I would have just released him because he's a zero. There's there's a million people like him. I, I mean, if you're gonna have someone just come out and lose matches and, and get the payday I'd rather at least be Cedric who doesn't complain Cedric where the fuck is Cedric uh, I think he was one of the guys weren't they trying to separate Lesnar and, and uh, Lashley the Alpha Academy was out there Cedric New was Day. out there Shelton Benjamin was out there uh, 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 what's it called New Day was out there as well maybe I don't know there were, Xavier there were, Woods definitely was there were there were there were I don't think Xavier Woods was. I don't think New Day was. Yes, he was. He was 100%. uh, 1 million percent. Okay. I guarantee it. I saw him more than once. 300%. I'm telling you, I'm right. Jimmy knows best. Believe me. Well, I know I saw Cedric. I saw Shelton. I saw Alpha Academy. And then there was somebody else. So I can't 
I can't think of who it was now, but um, but I'm not thinking about Xavier Woods because I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of a white guy. Uh, well, there was a few heads out there, that's for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't give a fuck about Ali either. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck he's meant to be right now. To me, he comes across as like an air raider. He talks shit. He talks like he can fucking beat you down. But really, he's just all talk. Right. And that's it. He just loses. Right. So everyone's supposed to respect the fucking loser because he gives it a red hot go. And this, I don't like this in AEW. I don't like it in WWE. And that's one of the things that I was hoping was going to change on the Triple H. That if you want to put Ali into stories, have him win some matches. Let's see him win some matches. True. Absolutely. You, you want to make him a big deal? You want you want me to believe he has a line for shot? Have him beat four guys over the course of five weeks. I don't care who it is. Make one Shelton. Make one Cedric. Make one Drew Gulak. I don't, you know, I, I don't give a damn who it is you know, who, who he goes over to, to make us believe he can win a match, you know, make the last one Chad Gable because you have him lose to everybody else, you know, have him beat Carl Anderson in a solos match or Festus, Doc Gallows in a solos match, then let him make a claim <laughs> for the U.S. title match after he's won a few matches on TV. It ain't that hard. True. I mean, it is predetermined after all, so it's not hard <laughs> to build someone a little bit up, right? I mean, shit. Yeah, it's not that hard. Oh, how's he going to beat Doc Gallows? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, the Judgment Day, you know, gypsum that the that Rhea distracts him, and and Damian Priest, you know, gives him the Archer Simple. Infamy or, or something like that, and and then then there's a victory. No, you're right. It's simples like uh, you know those meerkats. Have you seen a commercial? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, GoSpreadTheMarket.com, whatever the fuck they say. Exactly. Those meerkats, yeah, same thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's move on. Anyway, who cares? But speaking of who cares, we get a next matchup between Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae. That's the part I don't care about, Candice LeRae versus Damage Controlling Dakota Kai and Io Sky. As Bailey's on commentary for this one, uh, can we get rid of fucking Candice LeRae already? I fucking can't stand it, bro. Great, I'm she's, sorry. She's terrible. Her her working punches are there. <sighs> Her and Dakota Kai have two of the worst working punches I've ever seen. I mean, last night you were going on and on about somebody's working punches. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know that they're small women, but still they're hitting other small women and their working punches still look bad. Yeah, Ken, Kenneth Lorraine, there's, there's nothing going on there. I, you know, this. I hate her look. I hate the purple shit. I didn't even find her attractive. Yeah. I just, she's just. Gargano, that's what I see. Like she, she, she screams minor leagues. Her husband screams oh. minor leagues. They just, they, they just, they... especially with this weird gimmick that they've got with him. You know, like the whistle, and him being just a goody two shoes, even though he's being fake. Mm-hmm. But he just comes across as so like, yeah. How can you get behind this fucking fool? Right, and I mean, and Bianca is the women's champion. She shouldn't be in tag team matches with with a bunch of zeros. Hell no! Yeah, especially teaming up with Candice LeRae. Yuck! It's 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 Bianca and two zeros, and one person's being made to look like a zero because she's not being allowed to wrestle the way she should be allowed to wrestle. Um, you know, and and Bailey, who you know, Bailey's good, but not in this role. Yeah, I don't know how long this shit's gonna last for. This damage control bullshit is that's what it's called, right? Damage control. That's what, what that's damage what they decided to call. That's it. Damage control bullshit. Right. 
Because that's what it is. It's damage control bullshit. And um, they still haven't explained to us why the three of them are even together in the first place and how they're even formed. And they probably won't, like you said. But it is what it is. Um, anywho, damage control ended up winning. a couple times, but they were very thin. It, it's what they say. I didn't even know what the fuck they said. Well, in the, re- in the beginning, Bailey said that she went all over the world to recruit the most dangerous oh, wrestlers. Yeah, and then that's vague, though. That I was fired, and I didn't. I didn't think I would ever work again. And Bailey sought me out. You know, so, I mean, it was, oh, it was, sure, sure, she did. It was just very thin stuff. There, there's, there's really no reason for them to be together. That really isn't. Do, do you think Bailey's happy about this role? I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. I'm sure, she'd be happier working with Sasha. Oh, for sure. Speaking of, what is going on with Sasha? Do you think we, she's even going to come back? At LA Fashion Week. Wow. You think she's done with professional wrestling? No, I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Well, anyway, Damage Control ended up winning by pinfall with a double team. Cradle suplex on Candice LeRae. Get her fucking off television, please. Trips. Get just fire her already. Fucking get just get her far away from the main roster women's division. She just doesn't belong. Keep her in fucking NXT for like care. Alright. So But but anyway. Yeah. Damage control, uh they they beat uh, they pin Candice LeRae, uh, you know, in, in this boring hideous match absolutely well we move on to speaking of hideous we get Matt Riddle who's interviewed backstage he says Seth Rollins is like a cheap hoverboard and he can make any excuse he wants but he got exposed in the fight pit and he's going to beat his ass bad tonight Riddle then sees Mustafa Ali walking backstage and tells him he's got guts standing up to Seth like that and if he wins the title tonight he'll give him the title match he deserves why does he deserve it Riddle you stone fuck he hasn't even won a match. That's exactly Look. right. But you just answered. He's a stone fuck. I guess that's what a baby <laughs> face does. I'll be a fighting cha- cha- champion. And I'll, yeah. I, I don't know when it was that the, the page turned. The wrestlers started booking their own matches. I yeah. mean, they do it in AEW now too, and they weren't supposed to, and and they do it. So I guess it's just one of those things that's inevitable, and you have to do it. But. What's the difference? I mean, does anyone think the Riddle is going to get the U.S. Championship off off of Seth Rollins right, right away? Clearly not. Do they really not think happening. the Riddle is going to is is a solo star? I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they think the Riddle is a solo. There's a lot of people think the Riddle is a future world champion. Um, well, yeah, he will. He will get another run with the world championship, no doubt about it. Why wouldn't he? I think he should. I think he should stay with Randy Orton until Randy Orton is fifty-seven years. Oh old. wait, are you talking about Riddle here, not Rollins? Sorry, I thought you meant Rollins. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about Riddle. Yeah, I'm not sure about Riddle. Uh, uh, it's fifty-fifty with him. He, they could either go that way with him. It would be a short run, though. Even if he does win it, it'd be a pretty short run. But I don't see it anytime soon with him. I just don't. I'm trying to think. I think he's had singles time. I think he had the U.S. belt. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Absolutely. No, he did. A very short period of time. Oh, yeah, I guess. It was pretty short. Yeah. Well, we got a comment in the chat from Dollar Club Wrestling. What up, boys? Because because Crown Jewel and he's Coolio Ali now. Okay. So, because Crown Jewel, do people understand that that Ali is Pakistani? He's He's Pakistani background. But he's, but he's Pakistani. 
Saudi from Chicago, Saudi not Detroit, by the way. are not allies. They are enemies. The Saudis would prefer Facts. Goldberg to Mustafa Ali. Mansoor is Saudi. So if anyone thinks that Ali is getting the rub because of Saudi Arabia, they're sadly mistaken. Yeah, they're sadly mistaken indeed. Those, Actually, what those, people... are, those sects have been at war with each other since the year 760, I think. It's like why Sami Zayn can't actually go there because of the same. It's also got to do with religion. One sect being no, Shia. Sami Zayn refuses to go. There's that too. Uh, but the Shiite and Sunni part as well is another thing and another issue with Islam. They hate each other's guts when it comes to that. But Dollar Kabrishi says, I know, but every year they push him in time for Crown Jewel. Do they really? What do you call it? A, how do you call so it a they push? push? They, they break out Mansoor. Yeah, I don't remember Ali getting pushed last year, just quietly. I don't even think he was on the card the last couple of times. Yeah. They do Crown Jewel twice a year. And I, I don't, I, I mean, I remember a few years ago, uh, Ali was on the card, but I, I think he's only been on one card. Hmm. I don't even remember him in any of the cards, but I'm sure he has been on there. You know what, Dollar Club Wrestling, whoever it is, I don't know if it's you, Jimmy, or if it's you, Kev. That's Kevin. And then get back to us. Because I want to know now what you're saying. But anyway, it is what it is. Let's move on because we hear groaning and screaming. And the Miz is on the floor clutching his knee in agony. He says he slipped on a puddle. Some incompetent janitor left and Ali and Riddle tell him to have more respect for sanitation engineers. He, excuse me, he begs off his match tonight and demands they go to get a trainer. And then we go to another break. Uh, what did you think of that little fucking bullshit? Fucking bullshit. This, this was garbage. Bad acting by the Miz. I know it was supposed to be, but it was cheesy even by his standards. That's true. I love his shirt, though. Hello, I have big balls. <laughs> yeah, and his knee pads that's... that basically match. Yeah, I, I love it. That's, it's fucking funny. But anyway, we come back from commercial commentary, then hypes up Cora Jade being here to pick an opponent for Roxanne Perez. As we go backstage with Judgment Day and reveal that Cora is there, Finn leaves her to it and Jade asks Ripley if she will fight Roxanne tomorrow night on NXT. Rhea draws a similarity, a similarity between Perez and Jade's situation and hers and Raquel Rodriguez's and says she doesn't mind putting Roxanne down for her. And yeah, who cares? But you know what? Good match. I'll say that. Yeah. Enter absolutely I mean do you have anything to say about this or would yeah, you just move on it was fine this is one of the better segments of the show but it lasted 90 seconds so yeah, yeah true well we get John Bradshaw fucking Layfield making his entrance who would have thought just quietly get your suits tailored my man what the fuck are you wearing did you see how baggy those fucking slacks were dude yeah he's, he's wearing the suits from when he was a bigger man <laughs> yeah that were like I, man it was almost like you know remember those cross-colored jeans back in the day yeah but you know he, he cuts a good heel promo jbl can still talk oh and then they absolutely bring up corbin who Ugh. should be going by oil baron corbin he should come out with a bolo tie and and like a cowboy suit like a <sighs> like one of those suits with like the piping on it and yeah. a bolo tie and a giant rodeo belt and, and cowboy boots and they wasted this whole opportunity comes out in a, in a stupid fedora and uh, basically Nyla Rose's wrestling gear oh well 
Dollar Club Wrestling also says Don Tony even predicted this week to go. Who cares about Don Tony? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, Mansoor wrestled Mustafa Ali last year. I don't he even won. remember. Mansoor. Did he? He yeah. probably did. Mansoor so was in Saudi Arabia. So then what pushed his Mustafa? It doesn't matter if he's wrestling in Saudi Arabia if he's still they a loser. Literally, they literally had the, the Sunni beat the Shi'i. Or the other <laughs> there you go. There you go. See what I mean? Like... It doesn't make sense. If you call that getting a push because the guy has got fucking his Muslim you know, background, even though it's not a religion, I mean, it's not a race, it's a religion. But just because he's, you know, Muslim, that don't mean he's going to fucking get a win he's the wrong in Saudi Arabia. Kind of, of, of Muslim. Muslim and Saudi. I mean, like the only Pakistanis in Saudi Arabia who aren't with embassies are indentured services working on the oil rigs for like $6. Yeah, and they're looked at as petty, like people, you know, the Saudis look at them as petty. But anyway. It's a, well, it's a, it's a caste culture. Yeah, well, it's true. And look at India, for example. They've got that all over their culture, and the Pakistanis are technically Indians, per se. But, uh, well, Pakistan was part of India. It, they only became a country because of religious purposes. But I anyway. mean, in Saudi Arabia, it's a caste culture. I mean, you have royal well, families, yeah. and you have different levels of royalty, and then there's everybody else. Well, look at what's going on with Yemen and Saudi Arabia that a lot of people don't realize what's going on. It's a similar situation, even with that. Civil war. One side is backed by Saudi, one side is backed by Iran. Yep, exacto mundo. Anyway, he gets on the mic. They match to keep their their nose out of it. They're like, yeah, we're we're Switzerland. Yeah, it's true. But people don't realize that. If you look really deep into it, there's a lot of shit going on in that part of the world. Obviously, like there always is, but there's still a lot of shit going on. Let's go across the, the little water right, right, way right there, and then you have Somalia and the Horn of Africa. And Ethiopia. I mean, that, that whole area has been in conflict basically since... Forever. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, Somalia doesn't even have a leader. I mean, they're all rebel leaders, but they don't actually have a president or a prime minister right now. But the only country that? that really we need to concern ourselves in that area is Djibouti, because I like saying Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti. Booty, dick, and pussy. That's what it sounds Booty like. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he gets on the mic and says it's a mon, a, mo, a momentous occasion to getting back to WWE, and he's got an announcement that will shake the very foundation of Monday Night Raw. But first, from the bottom of his heart, and in all sincerity to the world, he apologizes for doing it in Oklahoma. Texas is right here, just south of the Red River, and these trailer park hillbillies don't even have the common sense to leave. He talks about sports before getting back to the point, which is the great news that Rey Mysterio has left Monday Night Raw and Dominic finally figured out what he knew decades ago that Rey Mysterio is one of the worst human beings on the planet. He wears a mask because he's ashamed of himself. He didn't leave for free. A trade was actually made and he asked the crowd to welcome the greatest addition to Monday Night Raw in history, Mr. Baron Corbin. Enter Baron Corman, seemingly happy to be... He's not happy anymore, I guess, Jeff, right? As JBL talks up his size and dominance and talks trash about Dolph Ziggler in specific, accusing him of stealing money from the company for 15 years, there's kind of some truth to that, and the roster in general for being too small, and there's more truth to that. Today starts the Monday Night Raw emergence of the modern-day wrestling god, Baron Corbin, as Dolph makes his entrance and we go to the break. And we get the matchup between Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Do you like this pairing? Not anymore. 
if they did oil baron Corbin, I could get behind it. I just, I, I just don't know how they got something so close to right and then didn't finish it. Um, Maybe the, we will get to that eventually. I, I don't know what they're trying to achieve here. I don't like his garb either. The what he's wearing, his tights. He reminds me of fucking Dominic Mysterio. He needs to put on some muscle mass, man. Bad. Aaron Corbin is like the biggest guy who doesn't look big. It's true, but he's actually a good worker, man. I actually feel he is a pretty good worker, but he's got no personality, which is great for you know, put him with JBL, who's got tons of personality. I, I just don't understand. I don't know if they failed me because they didn't meet my vision when it was so clear that that's the vision I thought they were going for, and it's right there. His name is Baron Oil Baron. Or, you know, or, you know, call him Baron Fracking Corbin instead of freaking. I mean, they, they have all the puns in the world. They love their stupid puns. Um, but listen, Dolph made him look great. He won a match against Dolph Ziggler. No one expects Dolph Ziggler to win matches. But then again, no one really expects Baron Corbin to win matches. I would say that they're sort of on the same, you know, uh, you know, uh, level. So that's fine. Uh, you know, you but Baron Corbin needs to win a lot of matches in a row and, and some surprise matches if the world's going to take him seriously again because he is some seriously damaged goods. Yeah, I agree. But he, the thing about Baron Corbin, he's gotten to the point where does it really matter anymore? If he wins, know. he loses. If they want him to make it matter, it has to. I mean, he can't be getting victories over... Tozawa and R-Truth next, I guess, is sort of my point. Like, he can't be like Ali, where you go through Cedric and Shelton and Drew Gulak and Tozawa and, you know, all of the undercard jabronis. You know, maybe Austin Theory, because he's got the, the case. Chad Gable heats every pen. You, you know, that's fine for Ali. Someone like Corbin, he, he needs to be Otis. He, need, he needs to be... He needs to be people he's not supposed to be he needs to get a win over riddle he needs to get a win over edge i mean if you're going to start taking baron corbin seriously he has to start taking himself seriously and then he's got to start beating some people so that it's gonna take a while to believe that baron corbin can start beating people yeah no i agree peace off in the chat bro don't you sleep haha <laughs> oh jeez look at me i'm begging for sleep just quietly um, but it's funny. What are you doing up, actually, Pierce? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. Yep. Uh, sorry? He's... Never mind. Go ahead. No, no. Say what you're going to say. I'll find it funny. So, no, go no. ahead. Oh, right, I know. You're in a hurry, True. Absolutely. Well, um, anyway, Baron Corbin wins by pinfall with the end of days. We go backstage again. Miz is getting checked by a medic and demands he just have the surgery now. Byron Saxon then rolls up and says that the custodial staff caught him making his own puddle and staging his slip and fall to get out of the match the alista then sobs and continues his claim that he's very very injured right now and he's going to sue the staff <laughs> anyway johnny gargano then walks by and shouts oh my god it's dexter loomis and miz shoots up to to his feet pain free as gargano apologizes for his mistake and miz claims that his superior dna has healed him and it'll be Dexter Loomis that is injured tonight as we go to another break. Uh, get Gargano off my screen already, please, Jeff. Well, it looks like we're you're going to be getting some Ms. Gargano work uh, coming forward. So I agree with you. Get Gargano off my screen. I mean, I, I think that when I first saw him a few weeks ago, I'm like, oh, no, Triple H, you, you do really love your, your vanilla midgets. And then Candice LeRae, so... 
just get used to it. Uh, you know, every week we're going to get this shit, and obviously he's going to be with Miz. He worked okay with Loomis, but it wasn't Loomis. It wasn't. It was Johnny with Indy that made that interesting, and Loomis, and Austin Theory being the the, the goofy kid that made it in interesting. So this is the, the way. Is, so I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it, but you know they used the Mike Brady tactic of distracting him, and Miz proved he wasn't really injured, and so we go on. Anyway, uh, so we do go on indeed. As we come back from the commercial, we get Montel Vontanius Porter is backstage with Omos. MVP says he's not here to disbarge Braun Strowman, but rather to celebrate him, his size, his strength, and his ferocity. He's a for, he's a former Universal Champion, and the mere mention of his name strikes fear in the hearts of order, of the ordinary. But Omos isn't ordinary, and that's why they're going to SmackDown on Friday. And the Nigerian giant is going to walk right up to Braun and look down at him. Strowman will then understand that Omos fears no man because monsters aren't real, but giants are. That's true. Did you like this? And why, see what yeah. I mean? Does it really matter about brands when everyone's going back and forth? I mean, why is Omos even going to SmackDown really? Anyway, well, to, the, I mean, this to is say to, hi. This is to set up a spectacle match at... at Crown Jewel. I mean, that, that's what this is for. Yeah. Well, whatever, that's man. Fine. I mean, I mean this, is, this is great. And if the people in America don't appreciate seeing two gargantuans just have a slugfest, I do. And and I thought MVP sounded excellent here. Oh, no, absolutely. Look, I'm down for the match. But what I don't like is that Omos ain't winning. Well, you know, uh, he can't win. He's, he's, he's marginally better than Satnam Singh. Well, speaking of something, seeing um, on NXT, I just want to point out, Sanger and Via together on that show look mean. I can't believe I said that. I'm a Sanger maniac, so I'm, you know. Sanger, look, I'll admit, he's a fucking, he looks great. You know how I feel about these guys, but even Via Mahan, when you see it, you understand. But anyway, let's get back to Raw as we get a recap of Bray Wyatt's return to SmackDown last week. AJ Styles and the OC are hanging out backstage when Cameron Grimes then rolls up. He says he's having trouble with the schism and was wondering if their team with him. The OC says they're cash only and brother friendly and if Grimes need partners, they'll be there. They walk off as we go to the break and we come back from commercial as commentary hypes up Crown Jewel's card as it stands thus far and we move on to the AJ Styles versus Dominic Mysterio matchup. Um... Do you like this Cameron Grimes interaction with the OC? No, it was random as fuck. I mean, I thought maybe they would call back to their TNA days together where they all worked together at TNA Impact um, and, and, you know, call back to that. But, nah. Uh, but, you know, he's hiring them. I mean, that would make sense if there was any sort of track record then because if he's pretending he didn't know them in TNA, why would he know them, period? Um, and why would he think that they're the best mercenaries to go for? Why, like, wouldn't he, like... <laughs> want to offer the Usos the champions money or something or, you know, talk well, to MVP about getting, you know, I don't know. Whatever it was, it, I just thought it was random and awkward. Uh, and I think that the, it's part of the Good Brothers penance to show that they really are dedicated to WWE, that they're, that they're willing to go down to NXT. Well, they're everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And they're fucking over. Even in NXT, obviously. Well, you know where they're not going to be? In Japan, because Carl Anderson isn't going to defend that belt. He's going he's gonna, ah, to have to give it up. 
that's true apparently but i will say this they acknowledged that he's the never open weight champion on nxt and so i found that kind of interesting that he's that they actually acknowledged that and um i think he will still i don't think he's going to actually give it up i still think he'll defend it just what, maybe what, not on the date as to when he's supposed to defend it i know and i know he clashes but i'm not saying that particular date he could defend it on another date but in saying that also yeah. i think mean, saudi arabia the time difference is obviously he's not going to be able to make it from saudi arabia to japan in time i don't think no. obviously be clear immigration unless they use the wb jet <laughs> yeah if they're going to use a wwe jet they, they they would have to have a three-year exclusivity partnership deal that comes with that hmm. well you, you never know but that belt. don't worry he's, I, he's gonna be stripped of it hikaleo is gonna be wearing that stupid title for no reason mm, no thanks anyway I don't know. We'll see what happens. Don't be surprised. They haven't actually um, stripped him yet, which is odd because you'd think they would have. But um, for whatever reason, I know. New I mean, Japan Pro Wrestling. That. Sure, you're right. He's going to defend the title. Great. Yeah, New no, Japan. No, I think I think they won't strip him, but he'll defend it on another date. That's what I think will happen. Okay. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, um, we get fucking... Uh, basically, Dominic Mysterio ends up winning by pinfall with an over rotated schoolboy pin uh this surprised me man but really it shouldn't right i mean the numbers no, ended up this being was, too much this was the heels being healy and then causing the interference and you know a surprise finish and you know domina gets the win and they cackle like hyenas like they like they did something mm. impressive yay big deal and well look you're dominic you'd feel good about getting a win over someone like aj styles right i mean you can never yeah. take that away from him he'll be in yeah. the official record books but sure, in, 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 in wrestling, well, sure, he, he would feel good about it. No doubt. Anyway, uh, we go backstage again because we get that little midget Johnny Gargano approaching the Miz once again backstage. He says he knows the real story between the A-lister and the Loomis, and the easiest way for him to get out of this match is to go tell everyone the real story. Miz then doubles down and says he's going to get Loomis banned forever and then settle the score with Gargano, and then we go back to another break. Um, what what's going on here? Is there something I've missed in the past between no, the Miz and Dexter Loomis? Something up, but they're going to okay, make something right. up. Like I told you, that they're going to make something. That the Miz is the one that blackballed uh, Dexter Loomis from being elevated to the to the main roster. In fact, he got him fired, and they're not going to have any reason for it. And the <sighs> the sad thing about it is it was completely unplanned. But MJF's promo about how he sort of got ceremoniously blown off by. Uh, William Regal after his NXT tryout, his WWE, They're basically uh, doing that storyline, story, and, and it will right. have been told better and more authentically than this. This will, and everyone will think that the, they're doing a copycat thing. No, they're just doing the lamest only story they could because they didn't have anything else, and they realized that's kind of something else. That's it. If they come up with something else and it's good, I will eat. I will happily eat crow on that. But. I mean, what else could it be? I mean, the Misk wasn't hitting on Indy because he's with Maurice and they have a TV show. So what else could it be? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dollar Club Wrestling says in the chat, I heard a rumor that Anton will get taken out and Edge will replace him so Carl can Edge. do the match. I doubt it's true, though. No. Where, 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 where the fuck did you hear this shit from? 
I think that that sounds like the source is El Pussy Grande. <laughs> El Pussy Grande. That's just, that's just the kind of rumor that, that 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 bastardly cat would spread. That's a weird rumor, man. Uh, I've yeah. never heard. I've never seen it. I don't know what dirt sheets yeah. you're looking at. Yeah. Edge ain't uh, working Kev. for any other wrestling companies. Edge is acting. Edge is in the Viking spinoff. Edge exactly, is in the right. Percy Jackson show. Yep. He's he's gonna he's gonna skedaddle his way into one of the. Uh, you know, some franchise, whether it's DC or Marvel or, you know, or, or the new Fast and Furious or whatever it is. But he's, he's that, that's that's where he's going. He ain't working with New Japan. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, we come back from commercial. We get Miz attacking Dexter Loomis during his entrance, waiting on him with a steel chair before dragging him up and hitting the skull crushing finale on the chair as the match is off. Uh, what was the point of that? <laughs> I mean, uh, shit. They haven't figured out what the story is that they're going to come up with yet, so they. I guess. Yeah, that's fine. This is the Miz acting Healy and you know, and then dragging this out a little bit longer. It, 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 it's it's getting long, but at least they've gotten to the the act where we know that there is something. We know that we're getting close to the reveal, and now it's just the bad guy being a bad guy. So it's it's gotten out of it's gotten out of the doldrums circling and into story sense story logic dragging which is okay but you know th- this is still silly it's going too long though Gargano is like the co-star now and he's got a whistle so be careful you know what I mean uh Donald Clarissi says in elaborating on what he said before but Edge wound I mean Edge would I assume he means take Carl's place at Crown Jewel and Carl will do his match in Japan I agree it's an absurd rumor well, yeah, the only person I, I heard the the rumor from it was uh, Dollar Club Wrestling. So, yeah, I mean, I can see what what are you saying? Like, maybe, I mean, you can see Edge doing a one off thing and then go back to filming whatever he's filming, right? So, I, I couldn't see that at all. There's no way WWE gave him a contract that gives him any sort of freedom to do that. Wrestling, I'm sure it's exclusive wrestling with them. Um, Anyway, I, I, I have a feeling that whatever the rumor is, it's the same guy who spread the thing about the Lucha Brothers coming to terms with WWE and, like, half the internet believed it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen rumors start, like, on purpose. Like, watch this. Yeah. I'll put this out there and watch it spread. And I kid you not, Dirt Sheets are reporting it and I saw it done, like, in front yeah, of me. Yeah. I, I know I know what happens. I, I, I know that, the, I mean, someone brought up Don Tony earlier. Don Tony said that he's done that before. Yeah, well, there you go, and 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 it actually does get around. Um, yeah. Anyway, Douglas wanted to point out something about Edge being on a Legends contract. Well, that's it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. He's on a Legends contract right now. He's on a he's on a he's on a talent. He's on a contract. he's on a talent. Yeah, he's not on a Legends contract. He's he's a talent. He's on a talent contract. A Legends contract. The is basically just kicking back, doing nothing, Listen, and getting paid. She's got to come on camera. <laughs> gee that if you want to be part of the show you got to come on camera but she has to put on her cane mask but yeah but you have to put on a cane mask <laughs> that'd be funny anyway uh let's move on fucking alter cares. Her voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and alter your voice like when kane used to speak with that thing <laughs> my name is kane like the people with <laughs> tracheotomies have to speak with that <laughs> yeah yeah, that's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, Byron Saxton is backstage interviewing Damage Control. How bad they, is Byron Saxton at this? Yeah, he, he's pretty bad, and I feel bad for him because he looks... 
I don't know. I don't know if he kind of looks like a nervous wreck. Like he knows his time is coming up, dude. It is. He's 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 so gone, and it's like he's like. I didn't like Kevin Patrick in it, but at least he like he was like a little burst of happy energy, which I don't like that. But at least it like it made something with the segment. There was a pop. By- Byron saw Seidel's in there, and he's low key. You know, like Happy Kelly, she comes in. It's the pretty girl, the pretty woman. She's got the, you know, you want to see what her outfit is. Byron, you just don't care. I mean, I, yeah, I feel bad for him too, dude. To be honest with you, I do. I feel bad for him. But he's also gone ten years out of this. That's true too, and that's a success. Yeah, if you get I, ten years out of WWE, man, <laughs> I think it's you know actually I, mean? more, I think it's like twelve or fourteen years. I think it was like you're probably right. NXT. So. Yeah, I think you're right. I think two thousand eight was when he first signed with WWE, dude. I think you're absolutely spot on. And maybe he can be an agent or a producer or something. Maybe he's got other talents. Maybe he's in great shape. He can be a conditioning coach or whatever. But on he's screen, just a dog, man. That's the problem. Yeah, you know the third guy in commentary. He's fine. He's harmless. Um, but it doesn't add much. But yeah, no, I mean, but if it's between him and Kathy Kelly or him and, and um, what they call it, Kelly, Kelly Kincaid now, uh, well, they'll probably have to change her name too, Quinn, Quinn McKay Lippman's name. Um, but uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll go with them anytime. I mean, it, it's just it's just a more interesting dynamic. Be fab if they get rid of Het Row and give B fab that role. I mean, I'll go with that every time over, over Byron Saxon. Yeah, I agree, man. But even though, like I said, I don't think I think he's harmless in a commenta- commentating role, and I, I'm not mad at it if he was to do that again. But still, I just feel bad for him. I just feel like he sees the writing on the wall himself, and he knows it's just a matter of time, and he knows that his days are numbered, man. I think that you're probably right, but <laughs> now they yeah. won't get to have every job. That's true too. Well, I mean, you, you should Byron, be good at your job to keep your job. That's true, also. Absolutely, I think he's had an easy ride. To be fair, man, being the third guy, the third wheel on the commentators table. I mean, he's had it easy. So now you know he's under I'm a pressure for one trainer, and he can and he can bank on his name. He can go to wrestling shows and sign autographs. Oh, absolutely. He's got a good enough. His name now is. Like, I'm not saying he's he's no legend. He'll never be a legend. He'll never be in the Hall of Fame. But he's been around it long enough that people aren't going to just forget him. Put it that way. Right. So, I mean, he's done good for himself. To me, that's a successful career. Regardless if you want to be in the ring or not, it doesn't matter. He's had a successful run in WWE, whether he gets released or not. Okay. Well, anyway, he asked Damage Control a question. They scoff at the question... They then say what's next because they want to talk about their most recent victory over Bianca Belair and that little fucking weasel Candice LeRae as Bailey asks him where Alexa Bliss is before saying they got rid of her. Same with Asuka and that's the preview of how they're going to continue reigning over the tag division. Bailey is over what Bianca pulled tonight and she's over Extreme Rules but she's not letting her off that easy because next week she's going to show her what it's like when she's in control again by wrestling her again. And then we right. get a promise a promise of the return of Elias after the break, just quietly. So Bailey gets another match after losing just because she says so. Yep. Which is exactly what Vince did. Yeah. So do you see why I hated this show? <laughs> I know. I know. I... <laughs> what can you do, man? I mean, at the end of the day, and this is what's annoying. 
give us some substance about why she deserves another fucking shot anyway like give us something but they don't and they just do it so yeah i mean put it this way triple h in his reign is nowhere near perfect let's put it like that all he's done so far is bring back a lot of people okay that's good but that's tony khan booking it is it fucking is you're fucking spot on bro you took the words out of my mouth it's spot on Tony Khan's only been doing this for three years. I mean, Triple H's supposed to have 30 years in the industry or whatever. He, he was supposed to do better. And yeah, there's some stuff, things he was stuck with, maximum male models, whatever. And there were some wrongs he wanted to, you know, make right on. But that doesn't mean he's got to do this hotshot booking shit. I mean, if you want Bianca to get another title shot where it does, it shouldn't otherwise make sense, then you should have had damage control ambush her and do a severe beatdown that Bianca demanded the match. I mean... At least it's not hard. Uh, you're right, but they're rushing. They just want to move on, like. Mm-hmm. And I just think because I can picture Triple H just being in the back saying, "Ah, they're not going to care. The fans aren't even going to remember that that even happened." But no, the fans do fucking remember. That's the thing, Trips. Well, you know what I mean? I, I don't think that Vince really thought about AEW, but I think that Triple H does. And he's like, they're always oh, giving away title yes. matches on TV, so I have to give away title matches on TV too. But they're on top. They don't need to fucking go that extreme. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're already... I, I agree. You know, Triple H, as as well as he's done for himself, I think he always sort of... I think he sort of... What Seth said about himself, that he always feels like the second fiddle. I don't think Triple H will ever say that, but I think he's always felt he was the second fiddle. Yeah. But I also think... Yeah, look. No, you're probably right, because I, I bet... You know, all the fans that are talking, you know, in forums about he, he only got to the where he is because he fucked the boss's daughter and all this bullshit. No, he was he was sort of second to, to Shawn Michaels. He was second to John Cena. He was second to the Rock and Stone Cold. He was second to the Undertaker. He was second to Stephanie. And then he second oh, to Vince. You know, and, and he still, he probably still feels, feels, still feels like he's, you know, in a, in a, position of jeopardy that that you know nick khan is watching him that, that he still doesn't oh, own wow. shares vince still owns a lot of shares and you know and and, and i wouldn't I blame he, him he probably feels insecure still like he's not secured he like right second, he's he does he does harbor a grudge that nxt lost to AEW. oh no no doubt about it even though like you can tell even you know the interview that he had with ariel hawani for example right when he asked, he goes, they only beat, they beat developmental, but you could see it in his face that it was burning him. I mean, look at this NXT episode yesterday, for example. They knew they were going head-to-head with AEW, so they pulled out all the stops. Like, I mean, literally, they had so many main roster guys on there and girls, it felt like a different NXT, and it was a fun fucking show. I won't lie, you know what I mean? Like, just adding all that was much better, but why did they do all that? Because they were going head to head with AEW. That's correct. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Well, anyway, Jeff, we're pretty much up to the main event now. So, uh, just quietly, we come back from the um, we come back from commercial. Miz runs into Gargano again. Gargano says that they attack. That attack won't stop Dexter. The only thing that will stop him is giving him what he's owed. And what's the worst that happens? He loses uh, Miz and misses, and Johnny and Candice take over. He's wearing a whistle which he'll blow if Miz doesn't personally come clean. And then Elias is in the ring to sing us a song, standing in front of the keyboard this time. He says it feels great to be back, and his younger brother's career was tragically cut short. 
and that's why he's here tonight. The show must go on. He asks who he wants to walk with, Elias. He says normally he'd play a song on guitar, but he wanted to do something special tonight. The song is straight from his heart and soul, and he gets a little emotional doing this one. So he asks for applause to be held until he's done. Enter Matt Riddle carrying bongos. Elias says it's great to see him, but does he really want to interrupt his big return? Matt says he's not here to interrupt, but he's a huge fan and asks Elias if he wants to hit one of his bongs. Elias says that's not really his thing, but it's great. And Riddle says WWE means walk with Elias, which he does a little Seven Nation Army sing-along with the crowd for the Drifter. Uh, He then says he appreciates it and offers Riddle a front row seat. Matt asks if one day they could play together and Elias promises him that they will one day. Riddle takes his seat and says if Elias needs anything, he's right here. The spotlight back up. Elias starts playing piano and Matt can't help but join in a little on his bongos as we get Seth Rollins and into the main event. It's Riddle versus Seth Rollins for the WWE United States Championship. And Seth Rollins ends up winning by pinfall with a blackout to retain the WWE United States Championship anyway in a decent match. And post-match, Rollins hits a blackout on Elias too. Looking for another one on Riddle, but Mustafa Ali hits the ring and lays the champion out with a... Uh, Shinjiro Otani spinning wheel kick and follows it up with a suicide dive and punches near the announce desk and Larry into the crowd and Seth runs off like a scolded dog. Ali tells Rollins he's, he's, that he's his problem now and that's the show. So Jeff, before we go, what do you think about that overall segment and did you like it? Um, I, I didn't think the segment was very funny. I sort of was expecting... Um... Elias to go turn heel on Riddle didn't happen. Uh, I guess they need more faces. That's fine. That, that's all right. Uh, looks like he got his body back sort of into Elias shape, less Ezekiel shape. Maybe uh, it's more. He's carbs. much bigger now. Yeah, the thicker, a little bit yeah, more yeah. punched over. I don't know. Maybe it's clothes. I don't know. Whatever it is, he did, did a good job with that. Um, and uh, I, I, I didn't see any. I didn't feel any, well, he's right. I, I didn't really feel any chemistry between Elias and Riddle. I, I just think that the Riddle was, is a joke, you know, and he's and he was someone on the cusp of being something big, and they they brought him back into, like, Santino, you know, Morella kind of character. Okay. Um, and, you know, Seth beat him, uh, even though there were two faces out there. So I guess Seth wins the feud, and I guess the feud is officially transitioned because Ali seems to be Seth's... Seth, Seth's next opponent, not Riddle, which, I mean, I guess is fine, but, it, you know, I guess it means the Riddle, hopefully it means that Randy Orton's coming back sooner rather than later so they can get back into winning ways on, on the tag team side of things. Because, geez, I mean, I never thought I'd say these words, but boy, do I miss Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. Well, anyway, Jeff, I know you have to do the scoot, so uh, let's just take it home anyway. We've done over an hour and 15 minutes, but so tell them where they can find you, man. Yeah, well, folks, if you're listening to the show, probably it's not your first time. There's my Twitter. Follow me. You can find me and all the shows I do on the PWC. One's called Hammerlock Hangover. That's a wrestling show with a different partner. Uh, but, I mean, I'm on pretty much all the PWC wrestling shows as well, so it feels almost silly to separate them at this point. Uh, <laughs> just to say that one's with Steve. The others are typically with Jimmy. Um, and then non-wrestling, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. And this, this month, Garden of Doom has been twice a week, not once a week. And all Spooktober stuff. I just dropped an episode today with uh, uh, from the night side with uh, Madame X, who's a witch and a vampire, and a teacher, a member of a coven. Uh, 
uh, international coven and all that other cool stuff. Uh, this weekend, I did uh, drop the show on Nazis and the occult. So check all that shit out. We got spooky stories from Africa. We've got a voodoo priestess. We got spooky stories from Asia. Stuff about giants. So I don't know. I don't know where else you can find all that for free. All on the PWC. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, if you need to go, go, and I'll see you later on. But so, if you want to, fo- peace out. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network where you can find all our shows. Also like and subscribe at HamidMediaGroup.Podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows and at ChannelAttitude.com. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That was the the good doctor Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC Network. Arrivederci. See yous. the word for a man who attacks you from behind it has a mix i think the word is little bitch you just made the biggest mistake of your life little bitch because i am the champion i am dollar club wrestling and i make the rules so on october 27th at mischief night with the title on the line you will be there and you will recognize me if you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Ray Mysterio has left Monday Night Raw. Dominic has finally figured out what we knew decades ago that that deadbeat dad, Rey Mysterio, is one of the worst human beings on the planet. He wears a mask because he is ashamed of himself. But that void, that void has created the greatest trade since the Bambino came to the Bronx. And I'm talking about this. So I want you, ladies and gentlemen, get on your sweat hog feet. Put your little fat, chubby redneck hands together and welcome the greatest addition to Monday Night Raw in history. And that is Mr. Baron Corbin. Wow. 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 JPL, thank you. Rey Mysterio out to SmackDown. Baron Corbin in on Raw. This is a star that would be a champion in any generation. So I want you to remember these words. I want you to write it down and I want you to etch it in stone. Today starts the Monday Night Raw emergence of the modern day wrestling God. You know, maybe I need to remind everyone here that I'm the one who started this stupid little club. So don't forget, I made you guys and I will break you guys. That's why we're here to challenge you clowns to a match. Whoa, but don't get excited, don't get excited. I'm not talking about tonight. No, no, no. The OC versus the Judgment Day at the Crown. First of all, we accept. Second, let's do this right here, right now. That is, unless you three boys have to ask your mother for permission. How dare you say You shut your mouth, AJ. Unless you want to be like my dad and go running over to the other brand with your tail between your legs because you can't hang with the Judgment Day. The former United States champion, Bobby Lashley, he promised me that I was next in line for a championship opportunity. Hey, I, I get it, Th things change. Champions change. But my challenge remains the same. I want to fight you. And I want to fight for that United States Championship. <laughs> I got a question for you. Do I look like Bobby Lashley? <laughs> 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 
sorry, pal. You're gonna have to get to the back of the line. You see, I've got to focus on Riddle tonight. So look, here's what we can do. You got two options. You can stay out here. You can party with all of us, celebrate your new champion. Or you can skedaddle uh, your way out of my ring. Because <laughs> you don't belong in this ring with me. <laughs> nah. No, it's not going down like that. You might be Seth freaking Rollins, but right now what you are staring at is your next freaking problem. LeRae is legal for her team, but now EO Sky makes the tag. Here comes Dakota Kai, two on one, inside the ring. With Bianca Belair down and out by the announce desk. Look at this double team incoming by Sky and Kai. Oh. Devastating. Cover. Victory for the tag champions. Move. This is Lady Arango doing his best to maintain order. No easy feat, but now Styles. Sola out. Real with it. And the official tied up on the outside. Shoulders down. Dominic for the win. Oh, he's got it. was lining up a super kick. Corbin sensed it coming. Oh. Ball game. There it is. Count to 100. Days. End of days. Corey, it's great it. to see you. Oh, what is. It's the Miz. How brave. They were supposed to go one on one. Miz is destroying Dexter Lewis with a steel chair. The stipulation was clear. It's something Miz signed up for. He, he agreed to this. Now, listen, normally I would come out here, I'd start playing a song on the guitar and do that, but I wanted to do something special for Oklahoma City tonight. So I've written a song, this one, it's straight from the heart, straight from my soul, and I wanted to play it on the keys. But I get a little emotional doing this one. So I just ask that you silence your cell phones and hold your applause until after I'm done. I, I, I don't want to get choked up. But here I go. I've never been so happy oh, to see Matt Riddle in my on. entire life. Come on. Listen, listen, you, you came out here, man. Now, you got a big match coming up next. So I'll tell you what, I, how about you take a front row seat, you sit right here with your bongos. I got a special song for Oklahoma City. It's gonna put everybody in a great mood. Why don't you take a seat? We're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna play this song. Hey, do you think one day maybe we could play together? I promise you, right now, in front of the entire world, one day, me and you will play together. Yes! 
You're the best, bro. All right, take it. Thank you. I'll take my seat. Hey, and if you need anything, bro, anything, I'm right here. Don't hesitate. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.